has created all of us in his image, has he not? Yes, yes he absolutely does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he even blessed that first man who was Adam. He blessed him and, 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 and he gave him the assignment to dress and to keep the earth and to have dominion over all things. Uh, and, it, you know, and, and that's important for all of us. Just as Adam was given uh, the assignment to have dominion over all things, so are we as well. Uh, so, so Adam wasn't just given, you know, the, the, the stewardship of the earth. But when you really look at it and you think about it, Adam was really given the title deed to the earth. Yes. You know, and I think that makes so much of a difference for all of us, okay? All right, he was given the title deed. So that means we, as part of the body of Christ, we, as men and women, mankind was uh, made an owner of the earth, but he also gave us stewardship responsibilities. And so we've been talking about possessing our inheritance and taking ownership uh, of the earth. So we are to take ownership over everything, you know, that the Lord has provided for all of us. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So with all of that being said, your inheritance is a blank check. Right. And, you know, that's, so, that's important for us. You know, I mean, if somebody were to walk in here or stand up with a person to your left or to your right, you know, uh, if they were to give you a blank check, I'm sure you would be so excited about it. We heard a praise report on this morning. All right, how much do you need? All right. And when the answer came back, they said, well, I'm going to do above that. So God has given all of us a bank blank check. And that is part of our inheritance. So just be ready. You know, I see you're holding your Bibles right now, but maybe you may want to kind of do like this, hold one hand out this way, one hand out that way. So you got the person to your left and to the right because you never know where that check's going to come from. It may come from the left. It may come from the right. You just never know where it's going to come from. Amen? Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> So it really is. Our inheritance really is. <laughs> Look at him over here. I see this guy. We got a comedian in the house over here. huh? So our inheritance really is, you know, our blank check when it comes to the things of God, people of God. So salvation is just not our, our, our fire assurance or our fire escape ticket from, from heaven, from hell to heaven. But it's much more than that for us as people of God. And I want us to realize that. And I think we're starting to get that as people of God. All right. So it is a blank check. Our salvation is a blank check that's been made available for you to fill in for whatever you may need on your pathway to heaven. Isn't that a wonderful thing to know? Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. All of us are going to heaven, right? Yeah. We're on our pathway to heaven. All right. So we got to fill in some of those zeros. We have to fill in some of those digits of the things. Everything is ours of all the unlimited resources of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to say it again. Everything is ours of all the unlimited resources of God. In fact, I'm going to tell you about a scripture here. We know that scripture by heart now. But it says in the book of Philippians chapter 4, um, very, 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 very familiar scripture, chapter 4, verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody agrees with that scripture, right? So our God shall supply, and he's already supplied all of that according to his riches and glory, not according to 
our riches and glory. You know, well, I can do this for you. You know, I can do a little bit of this and I can do a little bit of that. But when we go to the Lord, he doesn't say, I'm going to do a little bit of this. I'm going to do a little bit of that because he has an unlimited supply of resources. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go ahead and go to the word of God. We're in the book of Romans, chapter 4, page uh, 1469. Romans, chapter 4. Amen. Verses 13 and verse 16. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 4, verses 13 and verses 16, page 1469. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And it reaches thus, for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the what? Righteousness of what? Faith. In verse 16, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to that only, not to that only which is the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the, of who? Of us all. All right. He's a, a, a spiritual daddy. Now, you got an earthly daddy. Yeah. Amen. And that's a wonderful thing. But knowing, you know, who's at the top of our family tree or right up there at the top of our spiritual family tree should make all the difference in the world for us. Now, I'm going to read this to you. You probably don't have it in the Living Bible. And I'm going to read verses 13. 16 in the Amplified Bible. I mean, excuse me, in the Living Bible, excuse me. It is clear then that God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was not because Abraham obeyed God's laws, but because he trusted God to keep his promise. It is when we trust God to keep his promise, people of God, that's when we are going to be blessed. And let me read verse 14 for you as well. So if you still claim that God's blessings go to those who are good enough, then you are saying that God's promises to those who have faith are meaningless and faith is foolish. And I'm praying that none of us in here today have foolish faith. So, verse 16, God's blessings are given to us by faith as a free gift. We are certain to get them whether or not we follow Jewish customs if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of us all when it comes to these matters of faith. Everybody say faith like Abraham's. God himself promised Abraham that he would be the heir of the world. Amen. We know that. So Abraham was promised and told by the creator of the ends of this earth, people of God, that he would inherit the whole world and that his seed and his descendants would too. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you have ever gone back, looked at your family tree, see if there was somebody famous on your family tree and all that, just to make sure you had all your bases covered because, you know, there might be somebody out there 
whom you may not, you know, be aware of right now, that, but there might be somebody hanging on the family tree that had all those unlimited resources that you need to have things taken care of in this life right now. Amen. Hallelujah. So we got to have faith like Abraham's, all right? All right? And we are the seed of Abraham's. That means we inherit the blessings of God also. We are the spiritual seed of Abraham, people of God. So God's blessings are given to us by faith as a free gift. You like free gifts? Yes. Amen. You know there's a catch to everything, don't you? You know, you, you can go on the Internet now. They say they're going to give you something free. You know, you can get this free and you can get that free. But then at some point, they're going to ask you for a credit card number. Okay? They're going to give you a free subscription to this, free subscription to that. And then you sign up for it, and then you forget about it. And then after 30 days, they got you. And the next thing you know, they start pulling money out of your account. But when God says, amen, that his blessings are given to us by faith as a free gift, that's exactly what it means. There are no strings attached to that all, at all. Galatians chapter 3, verse 7, page 1530. Amen, hallelujah. Just get there real quick if you can. Page 1530, Galatians chapter 3, verse 7. Amen. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same, wait, I want you to see it because I, I, I want you to see it. It says again here, all right, so I want you to get this ingrained in your spirit. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, read it for me now, the same or what? the children of Abraham. So that means now, listen to me now, and I know it's popular today now, people are kind of going away from their Christian faith and they're kind of mingling a lot of those Jewish teachings, Jewish traditions, Jewish customs with their Christian faith and all of those things now, people walking around with the mezuzah and the star of David hanging around their necks and all of that. Well, that's okay. All right, but it says here, whether you are Jewish or Gentile, if you have faith in God, then you are the seed of Abraham, the father of faith. Yes. Amen. So now we're going to read here in verse 9. We're staying here in Galatians chapter 3. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. You are blessed, people of God, along with faithful Abraham. Verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of, of the law, uh, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Why is that so? Verse 14 tells us why that is so. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, drop down to verse 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Verse 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond or free. There is neither male nor female. Watch this, for ye are all one in whom? In Christ Jesus. Verse 29, and if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed, read it again for me, and heirs according to the promise. So then if we are in Christ Jesus, we are not of Moses, not of the law, 
and not of performance. We are of Abraham. We are people of faith, people of God. So what did God promise Abraham? Could somebody tell me that? That he would inherit the world. He promised Abraham that he would inherit the whole world or this whole earth. How many of you like promises? How many of you like those people that make promises to you to keep those promises? Well, the word of God, the Bible is our promissory note. Because we are the seed of Abraham, we, this is going to blow your mind, we inherit this whole world, we inherit this whole earth. Therefore, we have been already been given dominion over it, so we just not need to start acting like we've inherited everything that our Heavenly Father has promised for his people of God. Amen. So if we have inherited all things, you say, well, I haven't seen it manifested yet. Well, let's go to Proverbs chapter 13, and we're going to read verse 22. Amen? Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, you're going to say, oh, I know this scripture once we see it. All right? Proverbs 13 and 22. Hallelujah. Are we there? So it says here, and I was just going to read uh, just a little bit of it, but let's look at the whole entirety of it here because I see it before us. A good man, what? A good man, what? Stop right there. A good man. Everybody that loves God, Everybody that loves their children, if th those good men, amen, and I would consider uh, that our Heavenly Father God was, he was not a good man, but he was great. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was not good, but he was great in all things, amen. So they left us an inheritance, people of God. And the wealth, come on, read it with me now. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. All right, now you've heard that, 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 that scripture before, amen? You probably got that page dog-eared and you probably have that circled or highlighted in your Bible because we always hear it all the time. Yeah, praise the Lord, the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And we heard that scripture a long time, amen? amen. Well, let me ask you a question then. How long do you have to have it laid up? Huh? Time for us to start pulling it down, don't you think? So that means in order for us to be able to get that wealth that has already been laid up for us, people of God, that means we are going to have to get the same faith, and I'm saying the same faith that Abraham had in order for us to possess the inheritance that's already been given to us. It's going to take the same faith. So, so that means that our faith now, it demands that God's people have to grow up in him. We got to grow up in our faith because faith demands maturity of every believer in Christ Jesus. And I know some of us, uh, you know, in here are kind of, what do they call that? Peter Pans, you know, and, and, and you know, we like things all hunky-dory. 
you know, and we, we, we like everything when it's, when, when, you know, it's all peaches and cream and all of those things, and we don't like it when, when there's a little speed bump or a little bump in the road or there's a little negativity that's placed in our pathway and all of that stuff. But our faith, if you are a person of faith, you're going to have to take that faith. You're going to have to be strong in your faith now, not weak in faith, but strong in your faith. Amen. Hallelujah. When it comes to getting what you want from God. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 1. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now we're going somewhere here in a, uh, uh, just a few minutes here. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 1. Now I say that the heir, amen, that means you because you are the heir. As long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, a servant, in this case meaning a slave, though he be, what? Lord of all. So even though the whole estate belongs to him or her, if they haven't grown up or matured, it's like they never really inherited anything. Have you ever watched those, those movies on TV? And, you know, the whole family's now, they're in the lawyer's office and, and, you know, their benefactor, you know, their ancestor has died and left them something in the will, you know. And then there's always somebody in there that expects like they're supposed to get something. But then when the will is read and they say, well, you know, I bequeath to this person, you know, all of my, 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 my worldly goods and I'm leaving my whole estate to them and everybody else sits there shot. You know, because they've just been immature. You know, they, they acted like uh, they were supposed that the, the, the world owed them a living. But the world really doesn't owe us a living in anything when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. You go to work every day, don't you? When you don't show up for work, what can you expect at the end of the week? You, huh? What is it? All right. So there are some people who haven't grown up or matured, and it's act like they won't, they won't inherit anything from their earthly parents or their earthly ancestors. Okay? So nothing can be passed on to them for that reason. That's why I believe that we are not seeing a lot of things happening in the church. Because we've got to grow up in our faith, people of God. We've got to get strong in our faith. We've got to mature in our faith as people of God. So we as the church, the church, excuse me, we've got to get out of the nursery. We've got to grow up and come on up and take what belongs to us by faith, people of God. So understand this, God is not holding anything back from any of us. We have to take it back from the devil, amen? amen? Let me say it again. We've got to take what belongs to us. We've got to take it back from the devil. It is the devil who's trying to keep you from your legal inheritance, people of God. If you knew that tomorrow you got home and there was a message on your answering machine and it said, we've got something for you. We've got an inheritance for you right now, amen? But I'm not going to give it to you. First thing you do tomorrow morning is you'd be on the phone with your lawyer. These people are trying to keep my money. I want you to do everything that you can to make sure that I get my inheritance. Well, the devil is trying to keep from you your legal inheritance. So in order for you to be strong enough in your faith to take what the devil has kept you from, that means you may have to 
resort to some drastic measures, people of God. How many of you are into resorting to drastic measures? Well, I know when it's time and I'm, look, whatever it takes, that's what I say. You know, we can do it the easy way or we can do it the hard way. Doesn't make any difference to me one way or the other. Because if I have to resort to drastic measures, bless God, drastic measures is what I'm going to take. Amen. Even the Bible tells us that, that sometimes in your life, if you want to get what belongs to you, if you ever want to grow up in your faith, then you too are going to have to resort to some drastic measures. Let me show you where it is. Matthew chapter 11. Glory be to God. Come on, you're preaching it with me. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 11, page 1245. Hallelujah. We're going to look at verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven does what? Suffereth violence, and the violent do what? Take it by force. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Took it by force. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. Well, you know, there are some people of God who sit back and they're apathetic and, you know, they just take whatever comes their way and they say, well, you know, praise the Lord, whatever's going to be is going to be, you know, if it's for me and the Lord has it for me, ultimately I'm going to get what belongs to me. But when you begin to resort to drastic measure, that means you're going to be one of those people who are going to get fervent in your prayers. You're going to be one of those people who now are willing to exercise your faith. Amen. You're going to expend all kind of energy, okay, to lay hold of the promises of God. If you have to do it violently and aggressively, you have to be willing to do that and take drastic measures. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, John the Baptist, he, he, he launched the violent overthrow of the kingdom of God. So that means he did at least three things. Number one, here's those three things. He stirred people to storm and rush into the kingdom, just as his army stores or rushes into a city. Mm. And I'm just telling you this, you don't have to write it down, you can get it off the cloud. All right, number two. So a person must storm the kingdom in order for you to enter it. How are you going to get in your house when you get home? Put a key in the lock, okay? How are you going to get in your car when you walk out of here, walk into the parking lot, okay? What are you going to do? All right, and if you go there, you put a key in it and unlock it, or you push your unlock button, and you walk up to that car and try to rip that, open that door up, and it doesn't open, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, well, whatever it's going to be is going to be. So you're going to sit out there in the parking lot, right? And just wait until that door decides to release itself for you. Or you're going to do what I would do. Go up there and grab that door. And rip that. We just had that happen. Remember that over, uh, just a while ago? At home. Went out to open up the car door. Was going out. Car door wouldn't open up. I just about ripped that car door. Had to take drastic measures to get that car door open. Amen. So if you want to enter in somewhere... Perhaps that door may not open for you very readily, so you're going to have to take drastic measures to open that door. So a person must storm the kingdom to enter it. He must have the spirit of a soldier who storms a city. 
He can't be half-hearted, lacking spirit or energy. He cannot be complacent, indulgent, and at ease. He cannot expect to just slip into heaven. There has to be a real interest and a desire and a vigorous stirring and struggle, a diligent seeking after God for you to enter into heaven. Here's what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11. It says, he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. It is the diligent seeker that gets the reward. It is those who are willing to resort to drastic measures that get the, revo that get the reward. Point number three. A person who really wishes to enter heaven will storm it. He will endure anything to enter heaven. He will deny himself and change his behavior. Some, I'm telling you, people of God, some of you need to change your behavior when it comes to the things of God. He will subject his desires to God's will and alter his mind in order for him to get what he wants from the Lord and to be able to enter into heaven. So when you begin to renew your mind to the word of God, then now you are in training for reigning mode when it comes to the things of God. So the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23, it says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Romans chapter 12 and 2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Glory be to God. Come on, let's stand to our feet right now. Amen. Hallelujah. So right now we are in training for reigning. Hallelujah. You know what? We're going to spend the rest of our, 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 our lives in our training for reigning when it comes to the things of God. Amen. Whatever it is that you need to do, amen, to be able to reign in this life as a king, my brothers, as a queen, my sisters and ladies, you are going to have to resort to drastic measures so that you can get what you need from the Lord. Somebody said earlier today, they made a phone call to one of their relatives, and the relative said, No! But that didn't stop them. Because when that door closed, guess what? God, hallelujah, God opened another door, and as soon as the phone rang and the person on the other end said, how much do you need? Glory be to God. Come on, let's make this declaration together today. I shall be transformed by the renewing of my mind. I will be bold towards Satan. Demons, evil spirits, sickness and disease, and poverty. I am bold to declare that Satan is a defeated foe. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. The blessing of Abraham has come upon me and my household. I am blessed in every area of life. I possess, I receive my full inheritance right now in Jesus' name. Come on, shout out. You got a victory dance going on. 
Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Yeah, it's up to you to possess your inheritance. Hallelujah. It's up to you to take authority when it comes to the things of God. Don't be a mealy-mouthed Christian. Don't be a weak Christian. But be strong in your faith, people of God. Because being strong in your faith will always get you, desired, get you that desired result when it comes to the things of God. Glory be to God. The Lord loves you. Be encouraged in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah.